a special edition of the Interactive Investor Podcast. I'm Sam Barker, and I'm joined by Caroline Rainbird, Chief Executive of the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. The FSCS handles claims made by consumers of regulated financial companies and has an unparalleled insight into the evolving nature of fraud. Sadly, there has been an increase in financial scams during the pandemic. So Caroline, why are we seeing an increase in this type of fraud? Um, I think it's I think it's a number of reasons. And, and to be fair, at the moment, we haven't in of itself observed a rise of FSCS-related scams during COVID and related to COVID itself. But you're very right in, in terms of the fact that scams generally have been increasing. Um, and, you know, we see... Um, we certainly detect or we're alerted to several FSCS-related scams um, each week. They could be investment scams where scammers either impersonate FSCS and promote fake bonds with false claims that these bonds are protected by FSCS, or they could be phishing emails that offer the prospect of compensation from ourselves for a lucrative fee or fake websites selling fake high-yield bonds. Um, so, you know, that there is there has been a build up and particularly as more people are turning to online um, generally and, and looking at online for advice or, or, or products. We are seeing, sadly, um, a rise generally in, in, in scamming activity, um, which is which is you know really sad and causes a huge amount of distress for the individual. And, you know, there are a limited number of activities where we can pay out against scam-related activities um, because the rules that we have to follow, which are set by the FCA and the PRA, don't allow us to pay out where the individual has not received advice or assistance from a regulated person. So um, even if the fraudster pretends to be regulated, they have to be regulated and often by the nature of what they do, they're acting fraudulently and are professing to be regulated when they're not. So um, victims of scams are sadly very often left financially devastated. In terms of number of cases, what are some of the major frauds you're seeing at the moment? FSS comes across a variety of scams in the work that we do. Um, sometimes investors have entrusted their money to a fraudster, which is an, uh, an entity or an individual that's not regulated by the FCA and actually doesn't run an investment scheme at all. Um, and once that money's been transferred to the fraudster, it's virtually impossible to get it back. Um, we also see um, scams in a broader sense of the, world, uh, of the word, where investors are led to believe that an investment opportunity is very different from reality, um, and they purposefully promote high-risk investments to, uh, to customers um, who are just not suitable for that type of product. And we've seen um, overseas property investments, hotel developments and, and sustainable forestry and storage pods. Um, and, and in, well, at any point in time, but particularly in a low rate, low return environment, many investors, you know, for maybe understandable reasons, are attracted by the promise of high returns and a safe place for, for example, their pension to grow. But are not always aware or even warned of the high risks of um, placing their entire pension in, in what turns out to be fraudulent activity. And um, our rules, which are set by the FCA and the PRA, don't 
allow us to pay out where the individual has not received advice or assistance from a regulated person. So even if the fraudster pretends to be regulated, him or herself or the company they're representing is regulated, they're often not. So the victims of these scams are often left financially devastated. And if we move on from the number of cases to the main areas which scammers are operating in, investment sounds like one big area and perhaps pensions as well. Um, which areas of finance are you seeing fraudsters target the most? Um, you know, I think they will target um, a variety of, um, of areas. They often contact people out of the blue. Um, so sometimes people don't even are not even necessarily looking for the products they ultimately get scammed into or scammed out of. Um, they, um, you know, we, we see a lot of incidents of um, contacts around pension uh, products where um, people have taken pensions out of company pensions and, and looked at uh, SIP-related activities and they are looking to find an appropriate place for their, their, their pension to develop in and in, in some of these fraudulent uh, scamming cases, pensions are invested in, you know, unusual and high risk investments. And, you know, as, as I said, we've seen um, investments in real esoteric type of activities. Um, and sometimes the money isn't invested at all uh, and is just simply stolen or, um, you know, invest. It's invested in something that is never going to deliver the return that's promised. And when that um, scheme has collapsed, it's extremely difficult for anybody to try and get any form of return from that investment. We'll also see um, scammers impersonating FSCS or falsely claiming that FSCS protection for their products um, does apply. Uh, and we we will and we continue to take down um, you know, fake websites uh, and report to the appropriate authorities where people are using our logo and name um, in, inappropriately and, and, and not where they're entitled to. Um, so it's, it's, it's really keeping a track on, uh, you know, what, where, where these scams are popping up and, and the action that we can take. You mentioned that fraudsters use the FSCS name as a way of convincing people that what they're doing is legitimate and protected and lulling them into a false sense of security. But some very bold fraudsters aren't just content with imitating financial companies or implementing financial frauds. They actually try to imitate the FSCS itself. Um, how common is this and what are the signs for investors that it's happening? I think it's fair to say that we either detect or we're alerted to um, a number of FSCS related scams on average each week. So this isn't um, you know, an ad hoc type of activity. Um, it, it's happening regularly. Um, and they could be investment scams where they're impersonating ourselves or, or promoting fake bonds. Uh, it could be phishing emails offering um, the prospect of compensation against um, products uh, for the payment of a fee. Um, and, and you know, we are a free and independent service. We do not charge um, for compensation that we can pay on on, on valid claims. So if anybody's offering um the prospect of compensation for a fee, that is an absolute indicator. Um, you know, there will be a number of fake websites um, promoting activities. There might be cold calls and direct messages. Um, I think, you know, in simple terms, if it looks too good to be true, um, it usually is. Um, 
And um, I think it's important that consumers look very carefully and think very carefully. If they're approached directly via a cold call type place, um, that is usually a sign uh, that at least more questions need to be asked by the individual before taking things forward and really look into it. The FCA recently said 2020 was the worst year on record for the number of financial frauds being carried out on the public. Can you see an end to the volume of this type of scam? And what would it take for that to happen? Sadly, um, I'm not sure that we'll see an end of itself because um, you know, you know, scammers, fraudsters will, will, will always continue to operate. I think the best response, um, whether it be the regulator, whether it be financial services, uh, product offerers or consumers, is to really highlight the fact that this happens and is increasingly happening. And, and particularly as we have all done through the pandemic and, and just generally moving online, and, and there's many benefits for all, all sorts of activities online, but it creates um, the opportunity for scams and poor practices. I think it's really important that we're all aware, we're all highlighting um, you know, common scams, common frauds, um, and that you know we ourselves um, report on these um, and 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 t- and take action. So I think there is much more awareness, and and the work that you do as as journalists in highlighting just the this type of activity um, is is really important. You know, we we this is a real focus for us internally. You know, we do our best to spot and respond to scams and frauds with a variety of software and, and processes. We work really closely with anti-scam colleagues across the industry, across the regulatory family. We talk about common trends, emerging trends, um, and, and, and really have a number of um, campaigns with a variety of people to just highlight um, the rise of this activity. We very much report scams to National Cyber Security Center and Action Fraud. Um, you know, we will we will do whatever it takes to to highlight um, trends uh, and activity. So so consumers can be aware um, that this is happening. But consumers themselves can also um, be aware. Um, you know, have a have a radar to look for fraud and, scra- and, and, and scams and, and, and just just ask a few basic questions um, as, as, as they make their investments. Um, the vast majority of products are perfectly legitimate uh, and that's why we have a strong and thriving financial services um, sector. But um, we all need to be, and whether this be financial Scams, or, or you know, you know, wider than than this, and we've seen a few emerging relating to the the current pandemic. Um, we we just need to ask ourselves a few questions before we click on things, before we investigate things further. Um, and I think that is really important. So I think it's everybody working together um, to highlight this trend. Then at least we're highlighting it. I think it it then just makes it very. It's increasingly harder for the scammers to to look at activities. I don't think it will cut it out, but I think if the more awareness there is, um, the, the more we're all individually and collectively aware. 
of, of what's happening in the in you know what the current trend in scams is. And presumably to add on to that question, there's a chance that the volume could fall as the pandemic starts to subside and we start making our way out into the world again. Sadly, I think we just need to be alert that um, you know scammers and, and fraudsters are highly sophisticated, um, very intelligent individuals. Um, so they are by the nature of what they do, they're one step ahead because you know they know where they're, what they're doing, where they're looking. So I think whether we're in a global pandemic or beyond that, there will always be individuals who want to, um, you know, gain through illicit means. So I think being being aware of it, we should never um, rest on our laurels um, or, or, or think, okay, um, we can relax. I think um, the moment we relax, that gives opportunity. So I think the one learning we can all take um, is just to be very aware whether we're operating online or we're speaking to people via the phone um, is, is, is just to be aware that, that these scams and frauds uh, can exist. So I'm, you know, it would, it would be nice if there is a reduction. Um, but I, I suspect they will just move in, move on into different ways and different instruments and, and different channels. Uh, so they, so, so it will always be there. I don't think we'll ever combat it, but I think we need to be more aware of it. Um, and, and learn how to deal with it. We will do our best, as will many other people across the regulatory family, to call these out and take action. I think it is really important that action is taken and that is highlighted because it makes some people, some scammers think twice. But, you know, sadly, um, that, that there will continue to be scams and fraud. Um, and we need to do our best to highlight that and, and try and ensure that you know, people do not, um, you know, lose their life savings or, or make some, some life-changing financial decisions that will not have good and positive outcomes. Finally, and we've touched on this in part already, but what can investors do to keep themselves safe when it comes to financial scams? I think it's a, it's a variety of um, simple questions. We highlight some of this on our website and, and so do many other uh, uh, entities across um, the financial services industry i think it's it's really you know if you've been approached out of the blue and you weren't expected um that that should get your your radar up um i think if if there are companies really pushing fscs protection check the product check the entity is actually covered by fscs um and and ask questions the simple test of if it looks too good to be true it usually is um, and I think it's just being aware that there are people out here who will sound incredibly professional. You know, it, it is just worth asking those questions and being aware. The vast majority of individuals in financial services are clearly very uh, professional, very legitimate. So, we, you know, we shouldn't frighten people because, you know, putting putting your money under the mattress is also not the answer. But I think it's um, asking Asking questions um, on our website, we highlight a number of, uh, of questions that um, should be asked. Very simple questions when you're, you're making decisions around um, pension investments, etc. But really looking something um, in the eye and um, 
just being being aware that these individuals act and they are highly professional uh, and and um, if it looks too good to be true, it will be. And sadly, that may end up in, in a negative outcome. Caroline, that's really interesting. Thanks so much. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. And you can find more news and insights at ii.co.uk.